let's just say everyone needs a fucking Jokic, okay? Like, what, what are we saying here? It's like, there's only one of him, and that's what makes him so special. Also, like, the thing about JaVel is, like, he does a lot of things that don't show up on the box score. Like, for example, setting screens. That man takes up so much space setting screens that it gets his uh, teammates open and they can drive. Harrison Barnes is a critical piece to this success of this team last year, and he's going to continue to be the success of this team. So the man heard what the haters were saying, and he came out and he dropped a 33 freaking piece on opening night. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Beam Unit. We are here live with me and my co-host, Daily Sabonis, and Naima. What's going on, guys? What's up, y'all? This is what a good team looks like. Um, pretty much every time the Jazz tried to uh, cut the lead, uh, Kings seemed to pull away uh, in the first. Fox came in the game uh, in late season form, hitting mid-range after mid-range, uh, looking pretty much looking unstoppable when it came to uh, getting to the paint. Uh, Domas goes coast to coast for a lay-in. Keegan hits consecutive threes. But pretty much the first half was a Harrison Barnes show. Uh, he starts off by hitting the three. He hits bully ball layups, blow-bys, and drives. Um, he hits a floater. Um, he also had a breakaway dunk, so he scored like 13 points on 5 for 5 shooting uh, like in the first quarter alone. Um, in the six-minute mark, Sasha Vizenkov comes in and hits his first three, so definitely I'm sure they'll celebrate that. And then at the end of the quarter, Sasha gets a putback. Liz, what were your takeaways for the first quarter? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, Darren Fox started off quick with, you know, a quick bucket. Uh, I liked that. Uh, defensively, we had a breakdown, thankfully. I believe it was Markinen who shot the three and he missed. Um, but I really liked defensively what we did, uh, especially in the first quarter. Uh, but Harrison Barnes, man. See, this is what I tell people when everyone is freaking out when we signed him to that extension, which now, of course, after everything, all the dominoes fell and everyone else started signing their extensions. Harrison Barnes is a critical piece to this success of this team last year, and he's going to continue to be the success of this team. So the man heard what the haters were saying, and he came out and he dropped a 33 freaking piece on opening night. He was out there doing his thing. He was driving to the basket. He was drawing fouls. He was hitting threes. I believe he was like five of six from three. Um, he was shooting the technical free throws that we had. So I really love what I saw from Harrison Barnes. Uh, Keegan Murray, he was doing a couple things. I liked how aggressive he was being early. Sabonis did not have a great first half. Second half, he came out and freaking killed it. Finished the game with 22 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists, which I love. Uh, I really liked... Um, Kevin, I thought he had a nice fourth quarter defensively throughout the game. He was really bad defensively. Offensively, he was not doing too much. Uh, Malik Monk, JaVale McGee, that connection is only going to go up from here. I love the alley-oop. And holy shit, can we talk about that? De'Aaron Fox backwards pass to Malik Monk for the dunk of the year already. Let's fucking go. I'm so stoked. This offense is going to be even more high potent than it was last year just with the signings that we made. They're so fucking deep. It's disgusting. Um, we're going to have nights where we struggle, guys. This ain't always going to be the thing. We're going to miss a lot of shots some nights. But I'm telling you, what Mike Brown has done with this team and what Monty McNair has done with this team with his offseason moves, this team is only going to get better on the freaking offensive side. And that's crazy to say since we already had the number one offensive league yesterday. So let's fucking go. Light the beam. 
Yeah, you guys went over everything, but what I really loved as well in that first half was we gave minutes to Sasha and Duarte. And I mean, they came in and they hit their shots, what they were supposed to do, especially Duarte. Like, he hit two back-to-back threes, I believe. Was it, the, like, the first or second quarter while a man was all draped over him? So I was really, I was like, come on, Duarte, come through. Uh, Sasha as well, he, he hit his shots. I believe they were both wide open, so I really loved that. On top of that, as well as Javel McGee, I think that was a great signing because we really needed help in rebounding last year, and you already see uh, what he can bring on that side as well. He he got a few stops as well. We didn't get the box outs, but he did get some blocks and everything, so I'm really excited to see what Javel can do for us throughout the year as well. Um, I mean, yeah, like Harrison Barnes came out ready. He was not missing anything, so it was really good to see that as well. Um yeah, so that first half was really exciting to watch. 72 points in the first half. Man, we we were hitting everything, and it was really fun to watch um, the fluidity on offense. And then, Liz, did you happen to uh, – did you mention the the monk, the JaVale McGee oop? Yes, I mentioned that, but I also mentioned the fucking backwards pass from Darren Fox when he got that steal to Monk, and Monk just fucking obliterated oh, uh, Chris you know, Dunn. And the push that – that's what pisses me off. The push that Chris Dunn did – that should have been a fucking technical foul. That's such bullshit. You mm-hmm. do not put your hands on our fucking man. I will go. I will fly to Utah, and I <laughs> we will, will go to us. war for Fox. No, and then, too. and then, and you know what? I'm I'm sorry, but Fox and Keegan have to battle Monk for uh, dunk of the year. I mean, I, I know they have a competition going on with each other, but uh, Fox might just be like, "Look, until you could do something like what I just did tonight." Yeah, he's this in offense the lead. is just nasty. I and mean, then, go ahead. Just the firepower this offense has is just it's yeah. insane to me. I mean, like I said, we were – I mean, we finished the game with, like, 19 of 50. We shot 50 fucking threes tonight. Yeah. It, was, but, it was kind of funny how um, the Jazz, like, they went to a zone within, like, that first quarter, and mm-hmm. then we just busted that zone so easily. They're like, all right, let's go back to man-to-man defense because this is just going to kill us on offense more than it already is. And shout-out yeah, to Rasay for, for tweeting that out. She was like, yeah, Jazz need to change say. up their defense. <laughs> Uh, that was amazing. And then I want to talk about in the first quarter or in the second quarter, Keegan drives on John Collins, mm-hmm. uh, gets in the paint, gets bumped. And we all know John Collins is a solid dude and then hits a little lefty floater. Oh, so yeah. good. Oh, he went cro- he went crossover to the paint and then he uh, he hit that other crossover with the left hand. I was like, yeah. I feel, nice. mm-hmm. I feel like if that was last year, he would probably stop and then pass it out. But I love the confidence that he went uh, two for the rim to get that and one. It was beautiful. Well, so, dude, what I'm going to mention real quick is, you know, shout out to fucking Chuck on the, you know, TNT game last night. You know, he was basically saying, you know, he's getting the shout out to Sacramento, but I'm going to give another shout out. I believe his name is what Kevin O'Connor or whatever that guy's name is. The fact that this man is like the Sacramento Kings need to upgrade from Demonis to bonus. What are we doing here? Like, why would you even, do you watch the games? Do you know what's fucking happening? The only realistic upgrade to go over Sabonis would be an Embiid or a Jokic. Like, let's be like, what are we doing here? It's just laughable that these media people continue to bash on the Sacramento Kings when they did not obviously watch what this team fucking did last mm-hmm. year in one year. It's just disgusting. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, though, I, I will say uh, a lot of people who are criticizing Sabonis right now are really just talking about his performance in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> And, you know, uh, you know, some would say, oh, he got exposed by Draymond and Looney and whatnot. But, you know, that's that's a very interesting and nuanced conversation. Uh, maybe we'll get into it later on. And, and I'm sure a lot of people have some takes on that. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not saying what he said was justified. 
Uh, it's a little silly, concealing, a little silly con- considering that Domas is definitely our floor raiser. Um, we don't get to the playoffs without him. So uh, it is what it is. But I will say in the third quarter, uh, Jazz come out hot. They get the lead to within 12. But like all upper echelon teams do, the Kings get some stops and then build on their lead and start mm-hmm. to pull away. On the defensive end, I love that Domas actually stays vertical when John Collins, I think, drives baseline and then uh, Domas deters it. Then Collins has to kick out, I think, or maybe he missed. I think he just kicks out and they miss a three. Um, Can we talk to you about JaVale McGee's fucking hook shot? That like, oh, the buzzer beater hook shot, I was beautiful. like, Ooh, that man fucking nice. Like mm-hmm. JaVale McGee is going to be such a huge signing for this team. And like I said last year in Spaces, a bunch of people can vouch. I was literally like, we need to trade for JaVale McGee. Obviously, it didn't happen, but he came anyways in the offseason. So, damn, that's going to be a nice backup position for uh, Demonis. Oh, yeah, and I entered sent my apology letter to uh, to Naima because she mentioned yes. him last year, too. And we were like, I no, did. his old ass. He's 35 years old. Everyone, everyone's like, nah, like, we don't need JaVale. He's too old. And I'm like, no, we got to see what he can do. And, like, we're, people are already loving what he's doing. So, also, like, the thing about JaVale is, like, he does a lot of things that don't show up on the box score. Like, for example, setting screens. That man takes up so much space setting screens that it gets his uh, teammates open and they can drive um, in uh, towards the rim and everything and throw the ball back out or they pass it to him for a dunk like Malik and him have done a couple of times and we've seen in the preseason as well. So I'm, I'm very excited to see again what Javel can and, do. And seriously, for 10 to 15 minutes to do what he does, it's all mm-hmm. we need. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, it's like, He's battling for rebounds. Uh, there's a broken play. JaVale gets the offense re- offensive rebound, kicks out to Monk, who cashes on a three. Um, and then uh, JaVale caps off his third quarter performance with that, that sky hook that uh, Liz mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, he's worth his weight in gold. I'm glad we have him. Uh, it's going to make our second unit look a lot different. I yeah. like that we're always going to have one or two or even three defensive stoppers uh, yeah. at all times on the floor when it comes to the second unit. With Duarte and... Davion in there, mm-hmm. we have it locked on the perimeter, and then you know we have Javel McGee on the back end. I love it. Uh, fourth quarter was ugly. Um, I will say Duarte hits a three, and then you could hear Monk belt out a boom. If that happens all year, I will never get tired of that. I think that's hilarious. Um, and then everybody talks about, oh, Sasha's going to be a street cone for defense, and no, he's not. You act like he. People act like he's totally immobile. If you Sasha actually watch actually some of really his Euro nice league game, he had a really nice defensive game. He yeah. was moving his feet tonight. So he could move. I'm not saying he's OG Ananobi. I'm not saying he's no, some no, super no, no, twitchy no, no. athlete. But, we don't need him to be. but he can move. Uh, he can anticipate where people are going. If he's just average, like we've all said, he'll be fine. And then I was going to say uh, on a jazz fast break, Sasha totally deflects a pass in the paint. So it's like he did fine tonight on defense. Um, but it was an ugly quarter. I felt like both teams were out of rhythm. Uh, Jazz cut the lead to 13, but then again, like all good teams do, Kings pulled away. Um, and then another point I want to uh, say is that Kings made Markinen work hard for his double-double. Yep. He only shot six from 15, uh, six of 15 from the field. So, you know, there's a lot to nitpick. There's a lot to criticize. But overall, uh, this team looks like they're in midseason form, and, and they are going to work out wrinkles. I'm exaggerating. They're not in midseason form, but they did well. They won on the road. Um, anything to add, Liz or Naima? Like a very good opening game. It can, yeah. Like considering what we saw in preseason, I get it's preseason, but still, we were seeing some 
not so great basketball. So the fact that these guys came out, they were locked in from the beginning. They got the job done. Again, I think defense was a lot better tonight. Um, a lot of individual defense was really <clears> good too. Uh, there was obviously some breakdowns, which is going to happen, but I'm I'm very happy overall with both sides of the ball tonight. And when you want to prove that you're a team that's a good team, you need to beat teams that you should be beating. And I believe that Utah Jazz, like, you're supposed to beat a team like that. They're a very young core and everything. I believe I was watching it on, actually, the Utah broadcast, and they said they only had a few players coming back from last year, and it's like a new roster, so you need to beat a team like that. Yeah, and yeah. before we open up the mics, I, I do got to give a shout-out uh, to the Jazz for a little bit. Keontae George. They're rookie. It looks like the real deal. I, I look forward to uh, watching him grow. He, he had some great plays tonight. He totally shook Duarte on one play and hit a floater and got the end one. Um, mm-hmm. He looks like the real deal for sure. Uh, anything else to add, Liz? No, I'm just I'm very happy with how they opened up the you know on the road. Uh, you know, just again offensively the way the ball was moving. Um, there was a few times it definitely got stagnant, especially in that third quarter. Uh, but I'm very happy with the, you know, them being aggressive. We saw Keegan being aggressive. I love when Keegan brings up the ball. Um, we need to see that more often. Uh, Sabonis missed a couple easy shots, but I think during the second half, he definitely got a rhythm. I would love to see Kevin Herter get his rhythm back. Again, I thought he was really bad on the defensive end in the first half, but the fourth quarter, especially, I thought he locked up defensively. Uh, but I mean, the fact that De'Aaron Fox only had to score 18 points and Harrison Barnes goes off for 33 on opening night. I mean, this. This bench is just so, this whole team is just so deep with so many different options. I mean, last year we had, you know, a few different 30-point scores, but this season I think might even be crazier with that. So I'm just really excited that the season's finally on, you know, under under our belt. Keith, it's been a long time. Hope your summer was well. Good evening, Daily Sabonis. Good evening, Sacramento Kings fans. Our hibernation is over. The wait is over. This is the start of our revenge season after the trauma that we experienced at the hand of the old man, Jeff Curry. But that's neither here nor there. I don't focus on the negative daily. As you know, I'm a very positive. And what I saw tonight was a team that was locked the fuck in. These guys are ready. This season is about to go. I got my tickets on Friday, 117. The time is now. This team is going to the finals. I don't want to speak too soon, but damn it, I'm going to do it. This team is going to the final. This is fucking destiny. This is what it is, god damn it. This is destiny. This is the beam team. You know, they were talking about the Warriors and the Suns and the Lakers. Yeah, the irony. But you know what? The best team in California is the Sacramento Kings. The Pacific Division champions are the Sacramento Kings. The best team in California has De'Aaron Fox as the point guard. Domas Sabonis as the power forward who, by the way, has been in the gym shooting. A lot of people, they disrespected the Saboner. But the Saboner tonight was raging fully erect and hard and ready to pounce at any given moment. The man has not one thumb, but two thumbs now after the broken thumb has healed. And as I am right now with my best friend, Sean Ogo, gazing at the next 10 seconds at this glorious being outside Golden One Center, I just want to say to all the Kings fans, man, this is our time. Last year was on a fluke. They put that bullshit graphic up like, I don't know, right before game time about the odds to win the Pacific Division. I don't care about the odds. I don't gamble. I'm not Pete Rose. I'm not going to Vegas to let it ride. I go off facts, and I go off stats. And what the facts are telling me is, is that we're 1-0. This was a game that if you're going to be a really great team, you got to win. you got to go in there and send a message. 
The Kings went into Mormon country. They beat the hell out of them from pillar to post. Herder kind of worried me, but Duarte was solid. Vashenkov, solid. The Kings, solid. The Beam team, solid. This is not a fluke from last year. This isn't a game. This isn't a goddamn gimmick. This is the Beam team, man. And Mike Brown and the Kings did the job. Now we go into Friday. No Draymond Green. He hurt his, you know, leg last year from stomping on our guy in a two-shot way. We're going into Friday to send a message. Don't record me. We're going into Friday to send a message. And if we go 2-0 and and we put that out there on national TV for the whole world to see, they're going to start rethinking some stuff. But great win, 1-0. and uh, Can't say anything else about this team, man. Light the beam. And we're coming for everyone in the Western Conference. Get ready. This isn't a fluke. This isn't a mirage. And as I look at this beam, holy God, they must have put this thing on steroids during the offseason. Light the beam. Our destiny awaits. Sacramento proud. Let's go fucking do this. Keith, I love what you said. I'm just going to real quick uh, interject, though. Everyone's coming for us, though. Not every- we-, we were ahead of a lot of these teams last season. So we got a target on our back, and I'm perfectly fucking okay with that. Struggle. It's been a minute. How are you, man? Hey, Daily A. Uh, beam. Folks, what's going on, man? I, I was just uh, a witness to the uh, Harrison Barnes cookout show. The Jazz definitely took note on that. Uh, great game for the Wiley uh, Sawward vet and Harrison Barnes. I mean, there's a lot of talk about him and not bringing him back and investing in Keegan and players like that. But to have him on the team, you get that uh, veteran locker room presence for you guys, uh, presence for you guys and uh, also a dependable vet, you know, that can knock down shots and defend. But, you know, I want to I want to say this because I, I was in that space when Liz said that. And I agree with Javel, uh, with the Javel McGee signing. Uh, this is a guy that I've seen since Golden State, obviously with my team, the Lakers, uh, that does the little things. He knows how to hold screens very well and, and uh, roll, which creates pressure on the rim. You're going to have guys get wide open shots and he's a great rim lob target. Uh, like Liz said earlier, those pen down screens for uh, Monk coming off and then Carlin going towards the rim downhill with either Fox or him is going to be extremely deadly. It's going to put a lot of pr- uh, pressure on opposing defenses. So I look forward to that combination. But JaVel McGee also is a great rim runner as well. So he's going to be great in transition for you guys. And people, you know, can, can make fun of his IQ, but he's actually a, a really good contributing role player for uh, go to State when they have their championships. Of course, my team, the Lakers, and then now he's going to be a great contributing uh, player for the Sacramento Kings, plus his relationship with Mike Brown. Uh, when Brown was with Golden State. So, uh, you know, you have a lot of good factors there and a lot of pluses. Uh, but five guys and double figures for you guys. Uh, the Jazz have atrocious perimeter defense. And, and the Kings, this this shows growth for a team to, to take complete advantage of that, to swing the ball, have potent offense, have good uh, pace and space for you guys, and just to shoot the lights out, man. And I'm rooting for Dorte. I watched him with Indiana. I think he's going to be in a great system. I think he's going to be unlocked. Uh, you know, and the, the fact that you guys are so deep and have a uh, 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 competition between each position, I think is going to even make you guys better. So, you know, whether that's Dorte and Davion or them being on the uh, court at the same time, like Sabona said, with their perimeter defense and then JaVale to patrol the paint. Um, I think the Kings could definitely make some noise um, and you're adding on to that depth. And I look forward to seeing what the uh, European player does as well. I don't have a lot of uh, insight on them, but I think he'll be a good uh addition to you guys team so this is a good win to uh quiet the critics uh, on harrison barnes and then plus uh the preseason as well so 
you know, and I'll just land my plane here. I look forward to seeing them uh, on December 26th here in Oregon versus the uh, Blazers. That matchup with Scoot Henderson and Ant-Man, which your backcourt is going to be pretty fun. So, yeah, good uh, go win for the Kings. Thanks, Drug. And I will say the question is still on the table. If another game happens like this, how many more games like this where Chris Duarte does his thing, makes his shots, um, helps out with the defense, and then Kevin Herter kind of just has an okay game, maybe a little underwhelming, do we have before Duarte is inserted in the starting lineup? So that's on I the said, table. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go 10 games. I say 10 games. That's yeah. going to be the, the ceiling. That's what we said on the last episode. So, yeah, we'll see if that holds true. Um, thank you so much. And I will say, uh, I, I feel like the JaVale McGee slander is, is it's kind of old. It's actually been quiet for about five to six years. I just know it, like he got his rep just from Shaq and a fool, but yeah. uh, hopefully that's worn off because, you know, I don't think anybody talked about him uh, for the past few years. So real you know quick what? too, before we, uh, we move on daily, I just want to give a shout out to um, Deer and Fox signing his shoe deal. Now we're going to get a Deer and Fox uh, shoe, which is going to be awesome. Um, so shout out to him. He's been working really hard and he fucking deserves it. So that's fucking cool. Absolutely. And, and what a signing. And, and yeah. you know what? I think uh, my man Grant Torino in here, he tweeted that. He was like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Curry played him in the playoffs and said, holy shit, we need to sign this MFR. So that might have been what happened and how that ha- came about. Um, you know I'm rocking those in my fucking my winter league basketball. I'm, I'm fucking rocking. Yo, yeah. pictures, please. Pictures, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let us know when you get them. Um, we're going to move forward, though. Uh, Neil, welcome. What's going on? Awesome. Yeah, it's my first time speaking here. Hello, everybody. Um, first, of, but uh, I'd like to give a shout out first and foremost to a man who I have defended to the uh, to the grave, and he proved himself today, Mr. Harrison Barnes. Uh, he he is one of my favorite guys on the team, or has been since he got there. Um, and honestly, above all else, I mean, I think he proved today what he's always been for us. You know, a steady veteran presence, a guy who does whatever you need him to do. Um, you know, regardless, you know, he makes, he makes good defensive plays. He shoots well, he, you know, he can score at the rim. He's one of the best foul drawers in the league. I feel like that's an underrated thing. Like people don't see, especially, I don't feel like the rest of the team is particularly good actually at getting to the free throw line as much as they could. I mean, obviously we scored so many points last year that like we got to the free throw line plenty, but you know, it's a, it's a rape thing. Uh, but I think Barnes does a good job at it and. And I think he showed everything today. So I just want to say that signing is, it was beautiful. Um, but aside from that, I mean, every single guy we added in the off season, uh, they seem to look good. I mean, I like Sasha, what he did out there. Um, I think he's a bit of a sloppy passer, but I feel like that's a, that's a game one kind of thing. But other than that, I mean, his defense honestly wasn't bad. Uh, and his three point shooting is crazy. Uh, and he seemed to have, I mean, he obviously has ridiculous off ball senses. I mean, his movement around the court was, was really, really nice. Um, you know, Duarte was super solid, um, and uh, and McGee was nice as a backup center. I feel like he's going to be a more stable presence than anything we had last year. Um, I am worried about about a couple guys. I mean, Davion was not aggressive today. Uh, he he had zero points. Um, I just felt like he was completely invisible, honestly, today. And uh, and Kevin Herter, kind of the same thing. Um, that being said, I, I don't think actually that Chris Duarte is an answer at the starting shooting guard, even though I, I do, uh, I think he did well today, but I just don't feel like he's like a long-term solution there. 
Um, so I do hope Kev works it out. Um, because I, I, th- I really think it's at least partially just a shooting slump because we've seen this before from him. Um, although, I mean, streakiness is not a good thing to have uh, in your starting shooting guard. But, I mean, if we can get that 50% three-point shooting back, I mean, that would be crazy. But otherwise, I mean, overall, you know, I, I, I can ask for nothing less. I think the real ringer after, you know, young Jazz team, they, they did well today, but, you know, we're expected to beat them. We need to, we need to look at the next three games to see – to see what the what the real what the real kings look like against the Dubs and the Lakers, but yeah, light the beam, my friends. Uh, real quick on that note, um, the reason you know I, I, you make great points in that the reason why Kevin Herter would potentially lose his starting position wouldn't solely just be on his defense uh, or his offense. I'm sorry, it's strictly going to be based on his defense. If he continues to get beat, you know, blown by, um, he let a couple backdoors from Jordan Clarkson like just back-to-back, boom. Like, he can't be having that defensive breakdown. So that would be realistically the only way he loses that starting spot. And the only reason Chris Duarte would be inserted was before the defense would be brought on. Oh, of course. I mean, but it's, it's it's like a balancing act, in my opinion. You want to make sure you get a little bit of both. And I, I know Duarte provides both. Um, but, like, I do think – I think Kevin makes our offense a lot better. Like, just the motion he has on offense, the shooting, the DHOs. So – It'd be tough to replace him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the defense is definitely a bigger issue, obviously. I think the team did okay as a whole today. I mean, rebounding's an issue, but other than that. Yeah, Mike Brown has been pretty clear about his whole situation at shooting guard. I mean, he played – every starter played more than 30 minutes except him. So I think he's sending out a message, like, if he doesn't improve in this – particular aspect then he might be moved to the bench but I hope Kevin figures it out as well so well and that's okay too like I love you know I mean they've been posting these videos from practice and stuff and I love what Mike Brown is saying like there's because he was laying into these guys yesterday at practice Mm -hmm. like there's going to be zero freaking tolerance for this kind of shit like he was literally in practice he was yelling at the guys you know with the defensive shit he's like I'm not taking it like we've been together a year this is the time to like improve and show that improvement. And if you can't get your shit together, you're not going to play. And I a hundred percent agree with that. If they truly want to be a championship contending team, Mike Brown has to like relay that mentality to this team. And I have a hundred percent faith that these guys buy into that because they all signed that contract at the beginning of last season that they're all in. So they have to continue to be in that situation if they truly want to be a championship contending team. Yeah, and it's not even only about – it's not only Kevin, obviously. Like, it has to be really a team defense thing. Like, communicating on defense is a huge thing. Like, for example, one of the back cuts um, that Jordan Clarkson got on Kevin, I feel like if he was told there's someone going to back cut, he would be react quicker to that. So it's also communication on the defensive side from other players as well. Um, that's half the battle, so. I love listening to this chat, especially on my way home home from San Francisco. If you can't hear me, I might be in some mountains, but really quick, I wanted to go off of what someone was saying about the Kevin O'Connor thing and like needing the upgrade. Uh, you know, it's what is fun. Needing a Jokic. Let's just say everyone needs a fucking Jokic, okay? Like, what, what are we saying here? It's like there's only one of him, and that's what makes him so special. And you can have someone like Tony Davis, who, what was that last night, who is supposed to be one of the best big defenders in this league who can't even stop Jokic. Well, my point is, too, it's like whenever we talk about, like, 
people need these upgrades to like certain individual upgrades to really win a championship. I mean, that goes for so many teams. I just feel like it's so broad. And I feel like, like someone mentioning how he worded the, uh, the tweet or the Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, oh, he's looking for some heat. But I kind of got that vibe from it. I believe that he believes his breakdown, but I also got that vibe from the wording of his tweet. But um, besides that, go Kings, excited about uh, winning the first freaking game of the season. Hell yeah, you guys are the best. Keep it going. Hey, I haven't talked to you guys um, since the WNBA final, so I have to say go Aces. Just had to throw that in there. Dang. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just with injuries and the way it ended, yeah, it's not what we would have thought, right, in the script, but what a way for it to happen. But um, regarding tonight, so one of the big talking points right in the off season was Monty Wright only got Sasha, only got Duarte, only got JaVale. Well, tonight they show you, you know, those players showed exactly why Monty targeted them, right? I mean, and how they fit with this team. And the other talking point was what is this team going to do when they're faced with injury? Well, Sasha probably would not have been in there if Trey Lyles was healthy. Trey Lyles was out. Sasha stepped up. Sasha played well. Like, it, they can keep doubting it, but these players are proving, you know, yes, it's game one, but they did the same thing last year, that, you know, when there's some adversity, right, even regardless of how big or small it is, that it's next man up and, and players are stepping up. So I thought in this, you know, high-pressure situation for Sasha, yes, he's – been through a lot, but you know, your first NBA game officially, you know, not preseason, but I thought he stepped up to the plate, right? I mean, and and even his defense, right? Which we were all worried about. Like he actually did pretty good against guys like, you know, Marketing who, you know, are not easy to guard. So um even had one on Clarkson who's obviously quicker than him. So I thought um he really stepped up. So that was nice to see. And then JaVale, um, he did everything we could have asked for him tonight. So, yeah, it was just nice to see that I thought, based on all the talking points, the players that were brought up kind of, you know, stepped up to the plate and, and delivered. So it was nice to see.